Hi, everyone. Welcome to Tyndale's Chapel Service in podcast form. My name is Jen, and I work in the admissions department as the admissions coordinator. Today, I would like to share with you a passage that has given me strength and faith through one of the toughest times in my life. But before I share the passage with you, let me introduce one of the most important people in my life, my grandma. She was a special person, a woman of God and a prayer warrior. She not only taught us at a young age how to love Jesus, but lived it out every day in her life. I never realized how blessed it was to live next to her. When I was young, if I was mad at my mom for not giving me what I wanted, I would simply go to grandma's house through the backyard door, knock on her door like a little random backyard critter into her open arms. Guilt would overwhelm me for leaving my house, so I would run to the open kitchen window and yell, Mommy, I'm at Grandma's house. I got here safely. If I wanted a belly rub, I would pretend to be sick, and of course, Grandma fell for it every time. As I grew older and more mature in my faith, I got to see my Grandma's heart for God and how she prayed for all her children, grandchildren, and great-grandchildren. I saw her love the gospel and how she openly shared the good news with everyone she met. In her late 80s, when COVID hit, she could not leave her house, so she prayed for God to provide more opportunities to share his love with others. We signed her up for a government program, and we had a PSW named Kelly visit her every day for an hour to take care of her and perform light housekeeping duties. Grandma was so excited that God heard her prayer and that he would soften Kelly's heart to receive the gospel. At first, she was very resistant and even refused to listen to anything related to God. But Grandma didn't give up and relied on the Holy Spirit's power to work and continue to pray for Kelly. One day, she arrived late and distraught because she had witnessed a fatal accident. It hit her that her life was on earth was short and couldn't shake off what she had just seen. Whereas other clients would be upset at her tardiness, Grandma just said, I was so worried about you and I was praying for you. Kelly threw her arms around Grandma and I believe that she felt God's love for the first time. After that day, she was more open to reading the Bible together, especially the book of Psalms. I remember one time she was frazzled and tried to mop the floor and prepare dinner. Grandma calmly said, I don't care about having clean floors. I care about your soul. Is it only me or can only grandma say these kinds of things? I certainly am not bold enough to do so. Whenever she came in, grandma would ask, would you like to prepare dinner first or read the Bible? And she would always say, I will prepare dinner quickly so that we don't have to rush to read the Bible. Grandma was a prayer warrior and brought everything to God in prayer. She's seen him work in miraculous ways that only fervent, faithful kingdom prayer could move. When I would complain about a situation I was in, she would simply say, don't worry, bring it to God in prayer. He will make a way for you. To my utter dissatisfaction for a quick and easy solution. I knew she was right, but let's face it, my millennial impatience came into play. Our family's faith was tested in 2021 when grandma's health took a sharp decline. At the height of the pandemic, doctor's visits were few and far between. Her favorite foods were not of interest to her, nor the act of eating. She didn't even want She didn't even want to watch her favorite shows, Beat Bobby Flay and American Ninja Warrior. Something just felt off. She was admitted to the hospital in January, and because of COVID restrictions, visitors were limited. 
Her health kept declining and we felt helpless. At this time, I was reading Psalm 77, a passage that hadn't quite resonated with me until I read it in this season. The the psalmist, which was believed to be Asaph, David's director of music that served in his court, was was in deep despair, and he was recalling God's faithfulness from past experiences. He was remembering his steadfast characteristics and how he always provided a way. He contemplated the time when the Israelites crossed the Red Sea and how the waters trembled and the sea quaked when they saw God, how the clouds poured rain, how thunder rumbled in the sky, how the lightning lit up the world and the earth trembled and shook. The height of God's power culminated in verse 19, where it says, Your road led through the sea, your pathway through the mighty waters, a pathway no one knew was there. Imagine you were one of the Israelites standing at the foot of the Red Sea. Pharaoh and his fighting troops were charging from behind on chariots. The roaring sea blocked your path and there was no way out. Your life in slavery flashed before your eyes. Thoughts like, if we hadn't left Egypt, we would not be in this situation, crossed your mind, accompanied with the sinking weight of fear and finality. You look to your so-called leader, Moses, and think this was all your fault. And of course, the question we all ask when we are drowning under the weight of the world, where is God? I'm sure we have been in some sort of dark valley seasons in life where we have questioned God's presence and plan, feeling alone with no way out, just so stuck. We weigh out different options, not sure which path to take, wondering if we are to dip our toe to test out the waters or fully immerse ourselves and hope it would work out for the best. The reason why this verse resonated with me is because God's solution came from above. It was unseen. It wasn't a matter of turning left or right. It was simply looking up. In the NIV version, it says that God's footprints were not seen. Who would have thought God would hold up the water so his chosen beloved children could walk through on dry land? If you were a social media influencer, a selfie in the middle of the Red Sea would guarantee a ton of likes. So I want to ask you, what are you facing today that you cannot see? where you cannot see where your path would take you? What options are you weighing out that are dominating your thoughts and robbing you of peace? In deep despair, Asaph knew God. He consciously chose to remember God's character and what he has done in the past. Because he knew God's character never changed, he was able to find hope and strength in his immutability. He had full confidence that God would come through for him again. For two and a half months, when my grandma was in the hospital, we held our breath and braced ourselves for daily updates. When I came home from work, I would ask my mom about the latest update. And it wasn't always bad. There were good days when she ate and gained back her strength by doing exercises with the physiotherapist. And every day when I asked, how is grandma? I really didn't know what I would get. We had to make many decisions, which procedure or medicine to put her on. And at 87 years old, would that be a wise decision and it affects other parts of her health? The number of decisions became paralyzing. We just wanted God to point us to one option and give us faith that that was it. The physical distance between my grandma and I became unbearable for me. I couldn't see her. 
and I wanted to be with her when she was loneliest and most scared. This was the person that I had dinner with every day for the past couple decades. I long for those nights we would have dinner and watch TV together. Looking back, I took our conversation and time for granted, and I would do anything to spend one more night with her. I prayed for her to come home soon to a life of comfort surrounded by family, and I had faith that God would somehow make a way. So I was ecstatic when my phone rang late at night with a caller ID flashing grandma. I was so confused. She rarely used her cell phone, but my heart leapt. Maybe she was physically and mentally well enough to come home. Or maybe she wanted to talk or see how I was or ask me to pick her up. I was filled with hope and a million thoughts raced through my mind. I picked up the phone excitedly and answered, Amma, is that you? I couldn't hear her well. It was kind of muffled and it seemed like she was having a conversation with someone. And it turned out she was. She was praying. Actually, she was crying out to God. And she had accidentally called me. She had no idea that anyone was within earshot. I don't let myself remember that phone call because it shattered my heart. All I heard were loud sobs and heart cries to God for him to take her home. I'm not sure if it meant her earthly or heavenly home, but it was evident that she did not want to be at the hospital. She asked why she was there and said that she still believed that he was good. Even even reflecting on this journey for this podcast is bringing me back to that exact moment and feeling that familiar ache and helplessness. I kept yelling into the phone, Grandma, Grandma, can you hear me? I'm here over and over again. I was desperate, helpless, and broken. I just kept crying louder and louder, but she couldn't hear through her own sobs. My put-together prayer warrior of a grandma was nothing but put together in this moment, as in her last days on earth, still held on to the very faith she professed all her life. She still believed God was good and his plans for her were still good. We were both crying and essentially praying for the same thing, for God to make a way. And you know what? He did. But it was not what I wanted. It was according to his perfect and purposeful plans, something that I did not understand at that moment. Even in her last days, we saw how God worked mightily in those around her and through her. She kept teaching us by example, godly character and unwavering faith. With her last breaths, she professed that God is good and to serve him wholeheartedly. If my grandma knew I was telling her story without the message pointing to God, I would be in so much trouble right now. So I want to encourage you today and remind you that God is fully trustworthy and that he never changes. Asaph was in deep despair, yet still recalled God's character. I love knowing I can praise him wholeheartedly in this deepest in the deepest valleys and that he is transcendent over time. He knows how the story will end and his plans are always full of goodness and love for those who love him. Surrendering your situation to him will release you of the pressure of trying to make the right decision with your own limited ability and it will fill you with peace. Like how he made a way for the Israelites through a path that was not seen or even considered as an option, he will work in your life in the same way. God answered our prayers, maybe not in the same way I would have liked, but definitely in the best way. 
He brought my grandma home to him on March 17th, just over two years ago. Looking back at her last months on earth, God has opened my eyes to see the different facets of his sovereignty and love. He made a way for us and he will make a way for you.